0: Now, when you talk and, you know, talk a little loudly for a second, you know, loudly indeed, like Michael Caine.
1: I'll talk a little more loudly. (laughs) Loudly indeed.
0: Aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast, celebrating the podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me from New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Good evening, Ann. Good evening, Bobby. And we're here for a Friday edition of the show where we're going to bring on a 10 and talk to him about a favorite moment from TBTL history and a little bit about themselves. And to be that 10 for this episode, we have Sean Vale of Renton, Washington. Hello, Sean.
1: Hello, Bobby and Ann. How are you tonight?
0: So far, good. so nice. good.
1: <laughs> I know it's really late for you. Yeah.
0: Well, it's this is how the magic happens on this show sometimes, especially spanning time zones like we do. We're glad to have Sean here. We're going to get to know him through a little frizzling of the guest, followed by your TBTL history clip, housekeeping, and how to get involved. First... Sean, let's talk. Ann and I both did a little for Zelling. We've got our notes here on the run sheet. Um, and before we talk about some of the big things, I just want to start with, uh, did I see you have your degree in printmaking?
1: Uh, I have a degree in fine art, which uh, the, the main areas of my focusing at that time was printmaking and photography, actually. So printmaking okay. and photography. How did
0: you end up on the copy side of things? Because I saw that you ended up being... An editor for years and years, and I always am. am right. I'm always interested when people have editing on their background. I hit your LinkedIn profile, by the way, which it's my secret oh, weapon oh, in this game. You, okay, uh, <laughs> you'll get an email in a couple of days saying that somebody pinged your LinkedIn, and it was me.
1: I think I already got that. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was me. It wasn't you know, I some random you. creeper. Okay. It was a very specific creeper.
1: <laughs>
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, sorry that it wasn't, you know, but I'm not a prospective employer, so don't get your. own. Yeah. I was out. hoping
1: it was a recruiter, but geez, thanks, Bobby. I really appreciate that. <sighs>
0: uh, I went to school for journalism and was a copy editor. And so anytime I see someone fall into copy editing, I either love them or feel really sorry for them. And so I'm trying to figure out which camp to put you in.
1: <laughs> well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> um, what happened was, uh, as soon as I graduated from university, um, uh, University of Montana, I wanted to get out of Montana, as as you do, and so I uh, moved to Seattle, and the first job I got here was working for a uh, company called Auto Trader, uh, Auto Trader Magazines, and I started out in the old days when they were actual photographs, and we would use wax waxers to paste up these ads that would, you know, people would try to sell their cars and stuff. So I got my start uh doing uh basically in I guess journalism and publishing uh working for Auto Trader magazine and uh when uh after a few years of that I moved over and I worked on the production side of uh Seattle Weekly for a few years until 2001 and then when I moved to Thailand I uh kept looking for jobs. I started out teaching sort of corporate English for uh, a newspaper there called Nation. And uh, then the Bangkok Post was was advertising for a copy editor. Uh, And I applied for that job. And based, I think a lot on my background in publishing in the US, uh, they offered me the job as a copy editor. I had to take some tests and that sort of stuff, but it was all pretty easy. It was all basic, you know, grammar, story structure stuff that if you spend any time reading, you know, magazines or newspapers, you sort of know how to do. So after being copy editor there, I became the deputy editor and then eventually was the editor of the magazine for about eight years.
0: That's quite a quick climb for, uh, for well, for anyone, but considering you didn't even go to school for the copy editing side of things, you, you really uh, worked your way up there nicely. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's sort of unusual to, to to take that sort of path, but uh, I've said many times, Thailand was very kind to me, and I think, you know, it didn't hurt that one of the guys who was in charge of hiring me was from Seattle, so we had that in common. But also, I think, you know, I just sort of knew what to do, and, you know, if you read a lot, you can... You know how things work as far as structure and, you know, grammar and that sort of thing. Even if you don't know all – you can't name every little bit of every part of speech, you kind of still know how to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, So tell us more about Thailand because that's such a big part of uh, your history. And it's also not the average uh, Wagoneer guest – You know, you wanted to get away from Montana. You sure did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got pretty far. Well, yeah, that's sort of been my progression. I keep going further and further west. Well, I did at some some point. Um, Yeah, what happened is uh, after uh, my grandfather passed away in 2001, I had some money, some inheritance from him, and... uh, My best friend, Christian, was planning on going to a Buddhist monastery in Japan to live for a month, and he wanted to go traveling in Southeast Asia and asked if I wanted to go with him. So we spent uh, – I spent a month and a half with him traveling and then two months total for me in Thailand. And I did that thing, you know, when you're on vacation, especially someplace really great, and you go, gosh, I would really love to live here. This would be great, so great to live in this place. Well, I did that, basically. <laughs> I, uh, I came back home and went, you know, I still can't find a job in the city and everything's rubbish. And I just basically packed two carry-on-sized suitcases and my computer bag and moved to Thailand.
2: Wow, that's amazing. I
1: didn't know anybody, didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up working out pretty well, actually. <laughs> but really, I had nothing. I didn't know anybody there and uh, just decided to give it a try.
2: And so, how odd is it to be uh, an uh, an American in Thailand? I mean, did you feel just so strange and out of place, or was it that not, <laughs> not that big of a deal?
1: Uh, it depends on the day, really. Um, what you know, you want to always try to fit in as much as you can because that's just polite. You know, you want to speak as much of the language as you can, and uh, and you want to. Try everything that you can try and and fit into culturally as much as you can, and so you know you you give it a try doing that you eat what you you eat stuff you might not eat and you change your lifestyle a little bit and um you know, but there are sometimes you sort of look up and you go, boy, I'm you know I'll be in an elevator and I'll look around and I'm you know two heads taller than everybody else, <laughs> or you know many times you know you're the only. Caucasian in the place because you you're in Asia all of a sudden and and you go oh I'm different but you know you don't think about it that often because I was living there and it was always fun when I would speak a little bit of Thai and people would be very excited to hear me at least try I mean I never became fluent but I I spoke just enough to get myself in trouble basically
0: (laughs) so you made it all the way to Thailand you thrived there. Uh, you yeah. lived a bit of a dream that a lot of people, uh, well, really do only dream of. I know Sam and I occasionally sit back and say, what about Hawaii? Or what about Aruba? <laughs> like, yeah. places that we have loved going on vacation. Uh, but it's a little bit different. Uh, what brought you back to uh, the Seattle area? What brought you back to Renton, the gateway to Maple Valley? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Uh, um, basically, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, it it I think in general, I might have stayed at least one or two years too long in Thailand because what ended up happening is all of the things that I used to think were really great about it ended up really kind of bumming me out quite a bit. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of it was the weather. You know, I lived in Bangkok because that's where the jobs were, so... You're talking about a city of you know, officially, you know, eight six to eight million people, but then you're talking about all the people who come in from up country and live there, and so you know, we're looking ten to twelve million people more than likely. And it's sitting very close to the equator. Uh temperature there is, you know, routinely in the uh high eighties and during the hot season it's, you know, over into the hundreds and uh and then even when it does rain it's muggy. And you get tired of just the pressing crowds all the time, and you get homesick, you really do you miss you miss your home and uh my parents were getting older, and I wanted to be nearer to them. They lived down in Long Beach, Washington, and uh also I had been through two military coups at that point oh that's and rough. a lot of unrest in the streets, yeah, a lot of unrest in the streets, which led to the second coup and um and a sort of, just a general sense of, there was a rising sense of anti-Americanism that was being sort of whipped up by people in the new junta who was taking power. And it was, you know, they want to have somebody to sort of vilify. And, and you were, started to get more anti-Western, specifically anti-American sentiment. not Not terrible, but still this rising tide that I felt like was becoming sort of increasingly uncomfortable that. And when we moved back, um, the King was very ill and we knew that he was not going to last very much longer. And we thought, well, now would be a, a good time to see about, uh, trying to see if we can live back in the U S and, uh, and it did turn out he just uh, he just died this past year. And after the year of mourning, what we were worried about is we don't know what's going to happen. Because this king has always been a stabilizing force in the country. And without him, um, it, you know, all bets might be off. Because the new king, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, he's not universally beloved the way the old king was. So it all of those things sort of added together to make us think that well let's at least give it a try back in the US and i wish i could say it's been <laughs> i wish i could say it's been easy getting back but it certainly has not but you know i do i regret moving back not really but i've gotten to the point where i actually do miss thailand again which is good it's been about 2 years
0: hmm. well the only difference between thailand and the pacific northwest is that your current home is being taken over by gentrification and hipsters.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's so much different than when I left. Yeah.
0: If you don't mind an invasion of condominiums, you'll be all right.
1: Uh, well, If I could afford to live in one, it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: wait, I have to ask about this new king. Is this the one yeah. that... We were talking about on tbtl recently with the interesting shirt choices. Yes,
1: the very same. Ah, yes.
2: okay, that's what I thought. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's him. And yeah, boy, let me. <laughs> it's it's very diplomatic. Yeah, when they were covering those stories, my ears did really perk up, and I thought about writing into the guys. But I'm like, yeah, they'll figure it out. Somebody else will write in. <laughs> I might want to go back there someday. <laughs>
0: It's all right. You saved your hot takes for us. You made the right choice.
1: That's right. <laughs> I can't. I don't send any more. I don't send any more emails to the guys. Anymore. Once Jen left, I stopped sending emails.
0: Well, that's what LittleRedBandMagon at gmail.com is for or through your throwyourphone.com. That's com. right. Absolutely. That's
1: right. Um,
0: <laughs> we've got a couple of other things we've got to get to before we get to your right. 10 interview. Um, okay. Okay. And I'm going to just work my way down the list. The next is um, you talked about coming back in part because you want to be closer to your parents. And you Mm -hmm. recently posted a picture of a really nerdy, really cool gift from your mom.
1: (laughs) You're going to have to narrow narrow that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You're going to have to narrow that way down. She makes me lots of really cool, lots of really nerdy things. I've got three of them sitting right out in front of me right now. Are you talking about the little wall hanging with the... uh... The Union Jack and the Tardises on it.
0: I I am. Is Tardises okay. the plural or is it Tardai? Well, I never knew.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tardises because I just don't like the way Tardi sounds coming <laughs> out of my mouth. So. Tardises, yeah. All right. <laughs> and I also in front of me also is a is a table runner that has Tardises on it that my mother made for me. She's a quilter and a knitter, so she likes to uh, make little quilts for me and stuff.
2: Well, I have one thing in common with your mom then, because I don't actually knit, but I learned enough so that I could knit a Doctor Who scarf for my brother. For the Oh,
1: really? That's great. The
2: classic Tom Baker uh, Doctor Who number 4 15-foot scarf. I learned right. just the one plain stitch so I could do that to him and he um, he wears it when he goes to cons.
1: Oh, that's great. That must have taken a while because that is a lot of knitting on that thing.
2: Yes, yes, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mom also, I mean, she made me a big, uh, a large TARDIS quilt that's a wall hanging, basically. So it's about the size you'd use like for a, a comfort, like if you're sitting on the couch and want something to snuggle up with, it's about that big. And she also knit me my uh, my pink, um, What? how do I say it? The, the hat that the women, everybody was wearing during the, uh, the anti Trump marches, the pink one. Uh, we're, not not on,
0: we're not on terrestrial radio. You can just call it. <laughs> is it's it, a is a it, pussy hat. it okay
1: for me to say that it's a pussy hat? Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, no, I don't want to offend anybody. But yeah, she knitted that for me, and I have lots of pictures of me with that on, too. <laughs> so she's always making me cool stuff.
0: <laughs> That's great. Um, I was going to get a little more into politics because your Facebook page. Is as bleeding heart and frustrated as a lot of ours, uh, but I think you know. Considering we already took a deep dive on politics in another country, maybe we can spare right. ourselves the uh, frustration of the politics in our country. Um,
1: but I well, think... I, I see in the show notes. I gather you're a liberal. Let me just uh, let's just say, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> there, yeah, the pussy subject covered. The yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs>
0: Uh, but right before we started, I, I had jokingly said that you should start audio editing for us. Uh, right. Which is a joke I'll make to every guest until someone takes me up on it. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned that you, you've you started video editing recently and you've enjoyed it very much. Do you want to give us a heads up on where and how that's come into your life?
1: Sure. Um, what happened is uh, at some point... Um, I think I came up with the idea, but it could have been my husband to do uh, some cooking lessons on YouTube, because we have taught Thai cooking courses before, and uh, two groups of people, and I just thought it would be fun to uh, to show him cooking in our tiny little kitchen. So uh, I just grabbed my iPhone basically, and and he was. He just got off the plane. He's a flight attendant, so he just got off the plane. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it now. I want to cook now. I want to do this. And so we just all of a sudden started recording this. And uh, and uh, it's called Tiny Kitchen Cooking with on His name is On, A-H-N. And uh, we've got four lessons up so far. Uh, and I basically, I shoot it, edit it, uh, do all of that stuff right on my iPhone because basically, the first episode we did, he was so excited to do it. Then he was equally excited to get it posted. And I (laughs) I had to find the first piece of uh, editing software that I could find uh, for a quick and dirty post and got it up. And I've been perfecting that. It's a little piece of software called Splice. And I think it's actually made by the uh, GoPro people. But it's pretty good. It's got music. It's got crossfade choices. I'm already finding that after doing four episodes of this little show that we're trying to do, I'm fine. I'm coming up against the edge of that technology because there's a lot of things that I want to do with sound effects and with uh, subtitles and stuff like that that just, it's not possible because this piece of software is just too, uh, too rudimentary. But it's been good for what I've done so far, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. The first episode we did, uh, uh, what was it, stir-fried... Basil with beef. It's called kapalnia. And it's the spicy basil that if you cook it right, it makes you sneeze. And we've done three others after that. And he's just a lot of fun. He's like a natural on camera and he's a big old ham and he's funny. And yeah, it's, it's, they're just kind of, they're really fun to shoot. They're fun to edit and they're really fun to watch. So if anybody's interested in not only Thai cooking because of the fourth, fourth one is, uh, is spaghetti carbonara, which is um, his own take on that <laughs> recipe. So, um, but yeah, if you want to learn how to cook Thai food, that's a good good place to look. And like I said, we're just having a lot of fun doing it. So,
2: I watched several of them today, and oh, they do? <laughs> okay. I thought number one, he makes it look so easy. You know, just chop a bunch of stuff up and
0: <laughs> yeah. throw it in the
2: pan, and there you go. And number two, he is totally charming. You were not kidding about
0: yeah. him being that natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I was – they're enthralling. They're goofy and they're a lot of – it's like uh, – I was going to say it's like NPR tiny desk concerts but for Thai food. But really they're a lot more fun than that because it doesn't have any <laughs> of the pretentiousness that comes with an NPR tiny desk concert.
1: Right. Well, I, yeah. No, there's not much pretension. With us. <laughs> yeah. You can see our. You can see our literally tiny little kitchen, and and you <laughs> hear me. I, what mortifies me is I'm in the background, and he's cracking me up. He's just making me laugh. So you hear me going <laughs> like a, like some sort of weird cartoon character. Just <laughs> uh. so it makes me uncomfortable to hear myself laughing. But uh, other than that, he is very charming. And th- like I said, it's a lot of fun. We're working on the next episode. And we'll probably we'll probably do it, you know, sort of in fits and starts because of his schedule uh, with the airline. Sort of whenever we can get whenever we can get out to do or, you know, get the stuff to do it and then have time to cook it and edit it.
0: Well, keep it up and we'll put a link in the show notes to Tiny Kitchen Cooking. Definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, and don't
1: just search tiny kitchen cooking, because if you do, there's a lot of videos where people have built tiny little ovens, and they cook tiny little food in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding either. (laughs) I mean, so watch those if you want, but only after you've watched.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, have priorities. These come first, then go watch whatever you want. (laughs) Unless you're Ted Cruz on Twitter, and then don't do whatever you want.
1: But. Well, I don't know. At least don't like it or you know, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Use your head. Well, oh, that was just
0: a
2: fat finger, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a fat.
0: Whoopsie. Oh. <laughs>
1: that made me be uncomfortable. Say it again.
0: I actually enjoyed it. Um <laughs> Sean, I have to ask you a question that is an yeah. it's a it's a delicate question. I don't usually ask our guests this, but we met. We've met in person. You came to the LRB picnic. Thank you for that, by yes, the way. I, it was um, so much fun. How old are you?
1: Bobby. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, we can I edit just, this out. No, no, it's fine. I I get this a lot, and then when I tell people how old I am, they honestly don't believe me. I just turned forty nine in no August. Shit. Really. <laughs>
0: You're really uh you're almost Frizzell, and yet you're not as nearly as old man noisy or curmudgeonly and...
1: <laughs> well, you've cut me on a good day
0: i I asked because you know we've talked online and we're, we've met in person, and i as I was stalking you today as I do and i hadn't I just hadn't had a chance to get to your voter registration record, so I hadn't found your birth date yet <laughs> and... Great.
1: right. <laughs>
2: You think he's joking. And-
1: <laughs> I, uh, it troubles me and that I, I, I'm I pretty just, sure he's not.
0: You, I'm sure what you're saying that you've got this a lot is I would have struck you as a man in your mid-30s. Except yeah. that I saw your your job history and I know when you – graduated and i you know i checked your references so i know again you know i see i saw when you went to school and how long you've worked in the field and done these different things and i was trying to figure out how have you lived this much life and we're you know you're maybe a few years older than me and i feel a lot less jealous now that you've got a little more time on me on it that's all
1: (laughs) so keep up whatever
0: you're doing because it's working
1: it's it's certainly not clean living i can tell you that I, it must, it must be just good genes. Either that or the amount that I drink has actually pickled me at this point. You know, who knows?
0: Uh, The only other thing I want to confirm is you are not on deviantart.com as Groove Child, right?
1: No, I am not. And yeah, I'm not. uh, I did notice. I looked at that link you sent me. The guy seems to enjoy, uh, uh, milfs so yeah you can pretty much count that i'm that's not me all
0: right i'm just checking because you know when you 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 do you man but yeah these these things come up and you know just i didn't think you had been in australia all the places you had been but i just no
1: but (laughs) it is funny i've you know you google yourself every once in a while and there is like a like a bmx racer or a you know a Somebody who rides motorcycles, if not BMX, but like off road whatever motorcycles. And I think he's in an Australia and his name is Sean Vale, too. So there's at least well I guess three now of us out there.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um we will uh maybe not put that TV art link in <laughs> it's, the show it's notes. Not.
1: Just so <laughs> just that we know somebody just in case my mom listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi mom.
0: All right, Ed, before I uh, make this any worse for him, for Sean, why don't you take him through his paces? Yeah, let's
2: ask the appropriate questions now, shall we? <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, finally some decorum.
2: <laughs> Sean, tell us how you found TBTL.
1: Uh, well, I found TBTL when I was living in Thailand. And as I said, you get, you get uh, homesick sometimes. And I was reading uh, the Slog, the stranger's blog, every day. And uh, I found this write-up that was in The Stranger. It was a link to The Stranger about the show. And that was published on December eleventh, two 2008. So that's how I first found out about it. And I was trying to think. I sort of tracked down, you know, those pictures in your mind, where I was then. And I know which house I was living in. And, And at that time, I was looking for... Uh, I just sort of discovered podcasts and I was looking for anything from the Seattle area and there here was TVTL. So So um, yeah, and I just started listening right away. So that was about, I want to say eight or nine months into the run of the show. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm, that's right.
1: Okay. So I started listening right then.
2: <laughs> and so um, what was the first episode you heard? Do you remember that?
1: I do actually, because I knew, (laughs) I knew this question was coming. So I did my due diligence. Um, I looked it up and I actually listened to that show from December the 11th. And I vividly remember episode number 231. in case you're wondering, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I do remember specifically that show. Um, because I remember at the beginning, uh, they were talking to Sean about his friends had seen him in the stranger and were, you know, giving him high fives or whatever it was. And, uh, and I remembered also the the story, the incredibly embarrassing story that Luke told about himself during that episode. So I said, yeah, this was definitely my first episode. I vividly remember it.
2: And that was enough to keep you coming back?
1: It was. It was. I think that I liked the conversational, you know, between the three of them, you know, just chatting and having a good time together. And then... um And then later the story that Luke was telling, it was the story about him going to the dentist. um, (laughs) And what's that on your lip that looks herpetic and all of that. And it was just hilarious. And then during the, they does a little role playing, I guess with Sean, like as the dentist is cleaning, scraping his teeth and then he, or, or, and then Sean would play a dentist drill sound. And it is just horrifying, but, and the doctor, in between the drill sounds, the doctor would say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, this is so terrible." And it just was very charming and I rem- you know, listening back to it today, I remember specifically it's like that's yeah, that's why I started listening. It was just very funny,
2: <laughs> and it was so memorable that I did feature that very clip in our um our clip show about t b t l and the dentist. So I know exactly oh. what you're talking about. That was one of the all time great stories, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, it was, and I, I'm sure it's been on 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 uh, rerun shows. It's, it has to have been either that or he's told the story again. But I I remember him telling the story and not having it this detailed. So I think maybe maybe he did retell it as he is wont to do from time yes. to time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's retold that multiple times, but never as beautifully as he told it on that first episode.
1: Yeah, he was still in the moment. I mean, it just happened like the day before. <laughs> the was so. <trouble> fresh. <laughs> it's very shocking. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, would you consider yourself a ten immediately following that, or did it take a while for you to uh, relax and accept that
0: this was your fate?
1: <laughs> just to relax into it. I like um, that no.
0: in Anne's world. Being a 10 is the final stage of grief. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like it's a progression.
0: <laughs> no, I honestly, that was
1: <laughs> finally reached acceptance. No, honestly, I was trying to think, I mean, there are other episodes I remember later on where I was like, Oh my God, I just love the show. But really I started listening right at that first show and I didn't really stop listening not with any, you know, great regularity until much later and I took a break. Um, so it, that has to be the one. I mean, the one <laughs> where Jen singing the opera was, <laughs> I'm laughing out loud on the subway in Bangkok. And all these people are looking at me like, what is this crazy American guy doing. So that was yeah, it just endeared it more to me. But the uh, I got to say that. Uh, yeah, that just from the beginning. And like I said, I was looking for different things to listen to and it just felt perfect. It was just, it felt like home and they were talking about Seattle and stuff like that. And it was, it was great.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned that you used to send Jen emails. Did you have any of those read on the show or have you had any other appearances?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did actually. I had a couple of them. There was, um, uh, there was the time, <laughs> there was that disastrous Rachel Dratch interview and I was on my way home on the back of a motorcycle taxi, because in Bangkok, you, there'll be guys on motorcycles who will just give you a ride. And I didn't live far from work at that point, so I was just on the back of this motorcycle. And this, I'm listening to the podcast, and it's just getting worse and worse and going further and further south. And I was I literally, in this guy's ear, he's right in front of me, I'm yelling, Luke, pull up, pull up. <laughs> And and I just thought, and the guy, of course, thought I was nuts. And I had to, I had to just go and write Jen an email right away saying, you have got to, you've got to help him not do that anymore. Um, you've got to be able to break. I don't know, tell him something. And so I basically, I sent in an email telling her that story and they read it on the air and Luke thought it was reasonably funny. And then uh, when Luke at first long time ago when he was first telling us about, Oh, he's so afraid of losing his hair. Well, I had already gone through that a couple of years before when my hairdresser looked at the back of my head and just went, you know, he just had that sharp intake of breath through his teeth. And uh, I went, Oh my God, it's getting thin. And he's like, yeah. So I started using Rogaine on my bald spot. So I didn't have to paint it. <laughs> and I also started using ketoconazole shampoo. So I sent Jen, an email saying listen just tell luke to suck it up because it works and to use the old shampoo so she read that she read that on the air as well so that's two and then recently i guess i was uh 10 of the week on the uh, on the oh that's right you were newsletter so yeah so those are my three brushes of fame that i remember
0: <laughs> you say it so casually And I guess that was the 10
1: of the week. (laughs) Well, that's not really being on the show, though. That's being in the newsletter.
2: All right. So, uh, Sean, what is your favorite drop?
1: Oh, man. I've got so many of them. But, uh, you know, the one that always keeps uh, popping up is uh, that dog that is barking. Not my dog. That one. I love that one. I don't know. Uh, That's a pretty good spoof. I use that a lot, like in my real life. So that's a good one. And then there's that one of Sean saying bagel a bunch of different ways. <laughs> bagel, bagel, <laughs> boggle, boogle. So that always makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> Classic.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> all right. And the most important question of all, why does TBTL matter to you? Why have you continued to listen to it through all these years?
1: Sure. Um, well really like you said for all these years it's just been really a part of my life for you know nine years whatever it's been and uh, no matter where I've been it's it's like the one podcast that I have not either stopped listening to or I listen to just sporadically um, and it's just always there and it's sort of a comfy it's like having a friend that you can always talk to or at least always listen to even when they drive you crazy uh, I also like it's a sort of, it's a very, it can be a pretty personal view into a couple of people's lives, even when I think they might not think it is, they might think they're hiding things, but people who've been listening to them for a long time mm-hmm. can sort of read, read between the lines with what's going on. And I like that too. And then, you know, it can't be underestimated. The Stens community, really, I have enjoyed being on, The Facebook page. I've enjoyed finally meeting some people in real life now that I've lived back in the U S and, and just seeing how great like people are and how much fun that people seem to be having and just interacting with each other. And, you know, a lot of times really helping each other out, like advice givers and all of that stuff. And it's, it's really great. It's a real community.
2: I know. It's kind of amazing, isn't it?
1: It really is. The only other thing I can equate it to, and this is a little more, it's a little more nebulous because it's a a bigger group, but the Doctor Who fans that I've met, I've met lots of people from all over the world and become friends with them through Doctor Who. And that's, you know, it's very similar to this. This is just a lot more, uh, it's both of them are very specific things that people love, right? But this is a lot more focused because the group of people is a lot tighter, even though they're a bunch of all sorts of different people, but... You know, watching a science fiction show about time travel is a lot different than listening to a couple of goobers talk about their lives, you know, and lots of poop stories.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a Doctor Who poop story.
1: Nope. See, there's a reason. There's a reason. (laughs) I'm sure there are some out there, but I don't want to hear them.
0: All right. We need to get on to our clip. I almost (laughs) forgot why we were here. (laughs) Uh, Sean, you're taking us back uh, to July 2008 to Mm -hmm. perhaps one of the more memorable Jen Flash Andrews moments of all of TVTL history.
1: (laughs) It It is. It's so funny. Oh, my goodness. The sound of her just screaming in agony and crying and giggling all at the same time just still (laughs) just brings a smile to my face.
2: (laughs) The sound of Jen in agony just
0: warms my heart. It it
1: does. It's just heartwarming. (laughs) Poor little little thing. (laughs)
0: Uh, In case there's any doubt about what we're going back to hear, or if you have not gone this far back in history and don't know this moment yet... Uh, You may remember more recently uh, an episode where the guys and some friends did a little experiment with Hell Pizza. It was actually an episode that we covered on Little Red Bandwagon with Aiden, listener Aiden, his favorite episode. Um, That was not TVTL's first encounter with the man, the hot sauce from Dixie's Barbecue. The first time around was Jen... And the rest of the audio, the rest of the show, but mainly Jen reacting to trying the man for the first time. This is, again, July 17th, 2008, and uh, we'll take a listen to just how poorly Jen handled this, and then we'll come back to talk about it.
3: This is TBTL with Luke Burbank on News Talk 710 Cairo.
1: My heat.
4: Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again.
0: Feel, 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 feel. Mm. Feel my heat. Feel my heat.
1: Yeah, it's
3: definitely cool. How much John C. Riley are we going to use in tonight's show? I just realized we had him from Step Brothers to open the show. Oh, no. We use a Steve Rule.
2: If we had a little um, shake and bake or cellophane man from Chicago, we'd be set.
3: We're going to be feeling some heat in uh, just a couple of uh, moments here. As uh, former former—that's former—child <laughs> uh, model Darby Reed now joins us for uh, her patented uh, segment. Uh, I think we call it uh, "What's Up, Dog." What are you doing here? I just thought I'd get creative tonight. Hi Darby. Hi. Welcome back. We haven't talked to you for a long time.
4: Thanks. It's been like a month.
3: I uh I guess I put forward the question. I'll say
4: I'll say what's up, dog.
3: What is up, dog tonight? What do you uh what do you got for us?
4: Well, you sent me on a mission a little while ago that I failed quite miserably at the first time.
3: So Well, it was closed.
4: I mean, yeah, this time I called ahead though, it was which good. shockingly worked. Yeah.
3: We, we we wanted you to go check out uh, Dixie's Barbecue. There's one of them at Safeco, There's, but the original one is uh, in Bellevue.
4: Yes. The D- the only Dixie's is in Bellevue. It's called Porter's everywhere else.
3: Oh, 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 okay. Okay.
4: Um, and uh,
3: I've been to this place a couple of times. It was a long time ago, though, but I just remember it being in, like, a converted auto garage with a crazy man walking around trying to make people eat hot sauce.
4: Yeah. I don't know if I went, like... So it was, you know, it was a little bit, I had a little bit of a different experience than what the majority of the reviews were indicating I was going to have.
3: What did you, Um, and excuse me, what are we having here?
4: Oh, it's a pulled beef sandwich. Um, which they said I had to have either the pulled pork or the pulled beef, and then they ran out of the pulled pork. I had that for lunch. That was the last one, and it was delicious. Was it good? Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. You don't get that tonight, though. This,
3: is, this pulled beef is amazing.
4: So though. you're having pulled beef, and then there's cornbread, and then there's red beans and rice, and then there's actually potato salad, but it's in the promotions department uh refrigerator. Well,
3: what, what happened it. when you went in there? It sounds like you got traumatized or something.
4: No, there wasn't – I wouldn't say there was any trauma, like – so I'd been there before, right? So I'm allowing myself, like, the amount of time to get there of a person that knows where they're going, except for I'm, like, retarded directionally. So then I got super lost, and so the person I was meeting there was there for 45 minutes without me, you know. So so that was a nice start to the day. Uh-huh. But, um, no, it's definitely in a converted garage. It looks about the same. It's, you know, got some nice cement picnic tables, and there's, like, a caution tape tied up for the line that forms, presumably, at lunch. Uh-huh. They're open from 11 to 4, by the way, just for anybody that wanted to go have a a light dinner there, eleven to it. four only. Okay. okay. But um, so there was like there were not very many people there.
3: What time were you there at?
4: Like one fifteen.
3: Might be. I think the little uh, light uh, on the old uh, working. I think a lot of people are on vacation is what I'm trying to say.
4: Oh, perhaps. And
3: so I think that uh, that's probably part of it maybe. I'm not sure. But um, the backstory, in case anybody doesn't know, is that this place used to be the guy who who owns it uh, or who started it anyway. He used to be an auto mechanic and he would make barbecue for people, right?
4: Yeah. And then his wife and him were like serving barbecue out of their garage and that became so popular that they closed the garage to the best of my knowledge and now just serve barbecue out of it. Right, and... um though, though there are some remnants from the glory days of the cars that kind of... What's there? There's... Oh, I, I think I took a picture of it. We can put it up later. There's like, you know, oh, like a Winnebago, you know, that's up on stilts, and there's like several cars of that, like, you know, there's some ferns, perhaps, growing out of a couple of them. It's It's good. There's some, you know, leftover equipment. So... Now, you
3: said, you, you said you had a different experience than other people. W- what do you mean? It just wasn't that packed or did you not like the food or what? So it
4: wasn't that packed, which I was expecting like, so my, my godparents are from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So like whenever you go and you get barbecue, you know, you like, there's like some large woman that like gives you a hug and ends up, you know, like tussling your hair with barbecue sauce. And you know, like you're sitting at a long picnic table with people that like you don't know. And then maybe you end up like having some of their food. Uh-huh. So I was kind of expecting more of a camaraderie. So I was a little bit disappointed when there weren't so many peeps there to be camaraderie right. with. Right.
3: Camaraderized with
4: precisely. But then Corn, the
3: cornbread's really good though.
4: Yes. So then the other thing, though, is also I feel like normally when you go to a hole in the wall, part of the charm is that you found this hole in the wall that then is, like, cheap and delicious.
3: Not as cheap as you would have hoped.
4: Dixie's is not giving it away. (laughs) They, I mean, I spent, like, $40 on lunch there. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, I just went with a friend, and then I brought this back. So, like, even if you were saying I bought food for three people, I think I spent $48, which seems like a lot for barbecue.
3: Yeah, yeah
4: and it comes with the sides i didn't pay extra for those
3: well i think i think one thing is that when you said that um uh what, what's his name rupert oh what's is the guy's name porter the guy who owns it oh yeah I can't and then remember there's this dixie person.
4: dixie was there i think i think dixie was there and she was very sweet the wife yes
3: well i think when the guy's there i think it's a little bit he's the one who's walking around with a pot of the man
4: which we have a two ounce container of the man though that we can try. Yeah, let's uh, let's
3: get down to this uh I don't know if we can uh, tear Jen and Sean away
4: from what
3: they're doing, but let's talk hot sauce for just a moment. Oh,
4: and so this is the super sweet tea that uh is that supposed to cut? I think I the mean I I feel sauce? like it'll I feel like it'll be a good um yeah.
3: Well here's the thing. I, I wanna read you guys Oh wow. Yeah. I just took a whiff of it and it's burning the inside Of my nostrils. Oh, Jen, you brought the potato salad. That was a good idea. Um, I have an email here. Uh, One of our listeners, a listener named Carrington, um, uh, wrote an email as soon as uh, uh, Carrington heard us talking about Dixie's and the man, which is the name of this hot sauce that they make. Use caution when meeting the man. Carrington writes, seriously, it's no joke. I met the man several years ago at Safeco Field and I actually had to call in sick the next day.
4: Oh my gosh. Well, I haven't, I haven't actually tried it yet. They don't put it on your food automatically. So well, I am saving you, this it. This is why. This is
3: why. Carrington writes, uh, after putting that damn sauce all over my food and taking a few bites, I realized there was a problem. Unfortunately, I was starving and my judgment was a little off due to my pregame beer consumption. So I ate everything as fast as I could and figured it would just hurt for a while. Boy, was I wrong. I love the show, and I don't want anyone to ever go through what I did, so please warn the crew.
2: I feel extremely uncomfortable with this. I feel like I'm starting to get kind of a racing heart. Maybe I should check my pulse. (laughs) Well, like that's that is scary. All
3: right. Well, lots of things that are worth doing are scary, Jennifer.
2: All
4: right.
3: Didn't you see Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken?
4: I I have a way to get through this. That's a horrible. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, everybody.
3: Thank you thank you Jen uh thank you Darby really for bringing along um some special uh hot sauce cooling drinks appreciate that <laughs> okay so i have i have in my hand a little... It, it, <laughs> it's the kind of thing that if you've ever been fishing, you buy salmon eggs. Ooh,
4: yeah. yeah good call. It's, it's
3: a little container that you would buy salmon eggs in, and it says, The Man Sauce. It's handwritten on a, like, something that you... File tab. Yeah, or something. Some kind of sticker that you would put on a mixtape.
4: Yeah, perhaps,
3: yes. And uh, I have I have met The Man before, and I have to tell you, it is... It is a brutal experience, so I'm going to let you guys start.
4: They only sell it in two-ounce jars, which I think is very telling. I can only even do girl push-ups. I
2: I am not made for this kind of stuff. Hey, Grizz, could you come in
3: here, and can we give you a little serving that you can take back to Sean, and you and Sean can have a little bit? Uh, Are we uh, doing it
4: on bread, not knives? Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. I I have to have some. I can't just put that in my mouth. I have to have something to soak it up a little bit.
3: All right. Uh, we need to give them a little bit of the man, Jamie. Here, I'm going to hand you the lid of the hot sauce. If you ate that much of it, you would die. So, <laughs> so be don't careful. Do that. Don't eat it. Okay. Here, okay. take
2: a little bread.
4: All right.
3: It we would kill be kill our intern it on be, her last it, it, night. Well, that, that would, would not be, be cool. What a way to go, though. <laughs> she would die in the service <laughs> of, of TV this radio Channel. show. Okay, so. Um,
4: as all good interns will go, Sean.
3: While while they're setting that up, can you get the drum roll? The drum roll ready. Yeah. Now you got everybody scared, Jennifer. Well,
2: everyone should be scared. This is the problem with this show. No one is scared enough. Yes. I was excited.
3: You know what? You know what you're doing right now. <laughs> You're doing nothing to distance yourself from the granny time. Label. <laughs> she looks
4: so cute tonight, She though. does. She does.
3: Isn't it a shame that she she's being such like a worrier? Isn't it a Can shame? Can I have
4: some of that beverage in a cup? Yes. Right, I'm so sorry. I've go. been drinking out of it, but I'm not sick. All right. Here we go. Fine.
3: So everybody everybody, get your little... I got, got it. it. <laughs> How many times are we going to do that tonight? Hopefully. Well, now we have
2: to wait for a second. Let the seven seconds reset. Okay.
3: All right. Does everybody have... Does everybody have their, their serving of the man? Yeah. Just a little bit.
2: Sean has a lot.
3: Sean. Sean. Be careful. You're going to need I those pipes for You singing. watch
2: your language. I don't even have any water.
3: Oh, my Well, goodness. that's okay. That's okay. Water will not help you, actually. That's no, okay. seriously. When you eat something super hot and then you drink water, no. it makes it worse. No. Okay. Everybody got a little bit of the man. Let's do this. Uh, Grizza, are you in?
4: Yeah. Okay. This is going
3: to
2: be like the lightning video when the lady screams.
3: Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea. Let's get that sound <laughs> effect ready. I'll do that right now. Uh, okay, everybody, ready? One, uh, two, three. Oh my God. three. Now here's the thing. Oh.
4: Oh. oh. Ah. That is hot. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think it's that hot. That's wait, wait for it. I don't want it to touch my tongue. Oh. Wait
3: for it. <laughs>
4: Did you take a whole lot? Here, here Oh my There's gosh, some. I got my own. Hot. Did you just put,
3: yeah, are you scared. putting it on right now for the radio show?
4: No, that's gross. Oh, ah! super hot.
2: Gross or
3: hot? Oh my hot? gosh, oh my gosh. Can I oh come gosh. in there real quick for a swig? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Somebody help the man.
4: This is horrible. I don't think it's that hot. <coughs>
3: you obviously didn't Did take I very not much. I have
4: enough. <coughs> Where's the drink it's at? It's my throat. <coughs>
2: here you go
3: first. <laughs> Oh, Sean, that's so chivalrous of you. <laughs> people, people say chivalry is dead. I'm telling you guys, though, listen, when you now you're going to feel better for a second after you drink, but no. then it's going to be worse. Then it's going to be worse. I you need, need some to, pork. You need to eat pork this is or bread.
2: horrible. This is horrible. Oh, my gosh.
3: Jen, you're such a baby.
2: Shut up. You're like Darby, a baby
3: grandmother. A baby. Shut up. Think about that image. Darby's not fe- Darby's not feeling anything. Okay.
4: okay. I swear. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't want to.
3: Okay, Darby. I'm, I'm sorry.
4: That's like my you. worst you fear. You go, Darby. You. No, I don't want no.
3: Come on, take a little
4: taste. That's about how much. <laughs> no, I think that's that's, that's oh! a lot,
3: though. If you're not feeling it at all, the, the
4: whole side of my tongue is completely
2: numb. This whole side, right here. <laughs>
3: do you eat hot it's things? Completely
2: numb, Luke.
3: Do you? Do you generally eat? <laughs> you that's gonna. Like it's bolt. gonna hurt you when you sing Dolly Parton. <laughs> no.
2: You ruined my Dolly song. What's in there?
3: Oh, sweet oh! tea. Oh, I never.
2: Oh, this is horrible.
4: Sean, did
3: you? Jamie, did Sean take too much?
4: I think so.
3: What did he have? Oh, okay.
2: I had about as much as Darby has yeah. on her bread right now.
4: Ugh. Oh, I it's couldn't like
2: even the, believe I caught hot with my tongue. It's like the number oh. six or
3: seven at Wing Dome. <laughs> I'm oh. going
4: to start crying in a minute.
3: Do you know what they measure hot things in? It's called Scovilles. And that was a I lot you
4: didn't know that.
3: of Scovilles.
4: Okay, oh. that's hot. That's, that, more, it just stings. Like, I don't even feel like it's spicy. I feel like it just is, like, acidic. That's horrible. Ooh, okay, badness, badness. Okay, we're gonna oh, take it. Are you starting to feel it now? It's starting a to feel horrible, it, darb. Horrible, horrible situation. Mm-hmm.
3: This is great. My oh, nose no. is my nose is running. I'm getting flushed. <laughs>
4: no, my lips are I'm stinging. I'm
2: crying. I can't speak. I'm just shoveling in potato salad. <laughs> I'll
3: tell you a quick story about hot things. When I was in school, we had a teacher who uh, was. It was a biology class, and we were learning about like fruits and vegetables. And so he went to. Uh, are you trying oh, man. to take our
4: mind off what we're going yeah. through right now?
3: Gather round, <laughs> for I have news. <laughs>
4: You've heard the good word?
3: Okay, so we're eating all of these uh, fruits and vegetables that he purchased at Pike Place Market. And uh, we're testing them out, like star fruit and all these different things. And one of the things...
4: Uh, the one of
3: the... Uh, w- oh,
4: I'm having a new wave. The nose is in. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying
3: to tell a story here, people. And one of the uh, contests we got into, he had a bunch of fresh jalapeno peppers there. And we decided as guys in like 10th grade to try to eat these jalapeno peppers. And one of the kids had been handling a bunch of jalapeno peppers and then his eyes started watering. He started wiping his eyes, oh, no. wiping jalapeno juice into his eyes. And then his face got so bright red and was so burning that he grabbed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of his lunch <laughs> and smashed it against his face to try to cool it. <laughs>
4: That's horrible. That
3: might happen tonight. Well, it
4: Does it help? What helps?
3: <laughs> Jennifer, yeah. you're just doing this to be dramatic. No,
2: I am not. My whole side of my tongue hurts really bad. How much
3: of this did you have?
2: I didn't have hardly any. I told you this was a bad idea.
4: I don't but even you know, know what? if I'm be can... able to sing my song to Jamie Jen, now. Jen, now we can give you the, we can give you the bumper sticker, now, though. do you want the bumper sticker? I
3: will burn that bumper sticker. <laughs> oh. This is horrible. You, you can burn it by just breathing on it right now <laughs> with just the amount of fire that you ingested. Well, <clears throat> this, oh, has been, this has been the best uh, What's Up Dog ever, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned.
4: How's everybody not happy?
3: Uh, Shawnee and Jamie, how are you guys doing in there? I think we need to play that Blue Oyster Cult song, Burning For You. Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, how are you?
4: Uh, my lips are burning. I feel like they're sunburned.
3: Happy birthday. <laughs> It's your last night. Sean, are you really okay? Because you took a big old swig of that stuff. Yeah, I feel actually a little bit
2: lightheaded, seriously.
0: Okay. I do, too. We're going to take a break. And I can't stop crying.
3: (laughs) It's just raining on your face, Jen.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's tears.
3: All right. Uh, We're going to take a break and come back with more TVTL in a moment.
2: So I would like to apologize to everybody who is grossed out by listening to people eat (laughs) on the radio.
1: Oh, yeah, because yeah, this I had to be You know, I forgot tough. about that. <laughs> it 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 got a little hairy there there. Oh, but the thing is, doesn't oh, when Luke chews and eats, I mean, chews and talks at the same time. Ah. Oh.
0: <laughs> I wish I had a piece of cornbread here right now to make a point, but I don't. So. <laughs> well,
1: I got some leftover brisket. I could I could chew in the mic for a while.
0: Uh Wait a minute though, not just any leftover brisket, leftover brisket from where?
1: <laughs> I went to uh I went to Dixie's today.
0: Hmm.
2: Any any reason?
0: You because
1: just I felt
2: like uh well.
1: <laughs> on Dixies? Well, I don't know. I just got a got a <laughs> I got I got a wild hair. Uh I thought I should do my due diligence about this and I, because I'd never had the man before, had I. So I uh I went there and I bought myself a lovely brisket sandwich. And uh, I, I bought a little container of the man. And let me tell you, the man, he ain't cheap. No? No. That was $15 for a little two-ounce thing of Whoa.
0: the man. Whoa! Wow.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> but in their defense, this thing is going to last me forever.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about that because after a while, I think it's going to eat through the plastic of that container.
1: <laughs> it might. Well, the thing is, I when I went to buy my... Sandwich today. the The little lady behind the counter was so sweet. little Little old lady. And I'm I'm gonna assume it was Dixie, but maybe it wasn't. But she was all there by herself. And she, if you're in a hurry, don't go at two p.m. on a on a Thursday afternoon to go because she just can't hurry. But she was so sweet. Uh, just absolutely loved her. And I bought my sandwich, and then I bought the man. And she wrapped this thing up like it was nuclear waste (laughs) surrounded by a dog turd. I mean, she really wrapped it up and double wrapped it in a plastic bag. I don't know what she thought was going to spontaneously combust or something, but yeah.
0: I think Luke described that when he went to get it for the Hell Pizza Challenge, too. Mm -hmm. The the way they sort of wrap it up so meticulously. And you kindly took a picture for us earlier and you did the whole... (laughs) Nine yards, food display, lid off, oh, some yeah. of the man on a spoon.
1: <laughs> You've got to see what it looks like to really appreciate it. Yeah. It's, I, I don't <laughs> you have to, use, to see it.
0: Yeah. I don't want to use the word sludge because I feel like it's not appetizing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not, in, it's not inaccurate either. It's It's a little sludgy. It's very oily. Um, it's got a little vinegar scent to it. and But it doesn't smell particularly hot. But <laughs> It doesn't have a f- there's no flavor profile that's discernible because once you taste it it is so hot your mind goes nowhere else but how hot it is it's unbelievable and I I lived in Thailand for 12 years and I can I eat really spicy food and this is the spiciest maybe one of the spiciest things I've ever had
2: uh, so what you're saying is that Jen's reaction is not completely unreasonable to this
1: i don't think it was unreasonable i mean she after (laughs) to to jump ahead spoiler alert uh after the break which we didn't hear jen talks about getting a two star (laughs) at, at thai restaurants and i was just like oh bless your heart goodness two stars this is like this is nuclear this is it's incredible so it's no wonder if if she thinks two stars is spicy then uh of course she's not gonna like the man (laughs) very much but i you know like i said i eat lots of spicy stuff all the time and this is one of the spiciest things i've ever had
0: i love spicy food love love spicy food but Mm -hmm. i haven't been to dixie's it i guess for some reason it just hasn't made it's way high enough on my seattle to-do list but next time i'm out right. there it's going to have to be higher but right is it still only open from 11 or 11:30 to 4 or something
1: yeah it is yeah i think i got there at about 2 and it was obviously winding down cuz i was the only person there somebody came in right after i left and they walked in but hmm. yeah it had wound, it had wound down apparently Okay. And they didn't have many sides left. But everything that I got was fantastic. Like I said, the brisket was wonderful. Their normal What did you get with uh, it? Barbecue. Uh, I just got a brisket sandwich. So And then I got a side okay. of baked beans because I think all the other sides had were gone by then. Okay. But the baked beans are really good. I don't usually like baked beans. I don't usually like barbecue because it's too sweet a lot of times. But this was not, not too sweet at all. It was flavorful without being really sugary same with the beans so you know the food seems really great and someday i'll go back there when uh, there, when there are more options and brave the lines i think
0: uh how was it price-wise because this is an interesting thing that came up uh former child model darby reed was not right. thrilled with how much it cost to pick up lunch and the man uh but right. um i think I don't want to speak for Anne, but my reaction was it's not that bad for the amount of stuff that she got.
2: No, I didn't think so at all, especially since she said she was meeting a friend. So she got food for herself, for the friend, and then to bring into the studio. So it was three meals with sides and with drinks and with the container of the man for $40. Doesn't seem unreasonable to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought that was completely reasonable. I mean, really. Um, And I think she actually got like the entrees rather than maybe just the sandwiches. uh, It sounded like because the entrees come with more sides, I think. Right. Um, So I didn't even then. I mean, you consider how long ago it was. You know, I don't now I wouldn't consider that too expensive. Um, You know, I don't know if the economics of things have changed that much since then, but I didn't think it was that expensive then either.
0: Uh, And so did you try, you tried the man earlier today?
1: Yeah, I did. I got home and uh, put it on. I I did a little control group. I tried the, I tried the, uh, the, the sandwich just with the meat to taste the sauce and then meat and bread. And then I thought I'm not going to eat the man all by itself because I think in that clip, that's a mistake they make eating it all by itself. You need to have it. You need to have sauce with something. So I put it on. I'm sure I put on too much. I put on about half a teaspoon on my uh, brisket and spent the next couple minutes hopping around the house, putting ice cubes on my tongue and drinking a <laughs> drinking a beer and <laughs> and some fruit juice. What you don't want to do is try to drink uh, like bubbly water or anything.
0: Right. You mean special hot sauce cooling drinks? Yeah, special yeah. hot sauce cooling
1: drinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it was. It um, yeah. I don't think Jen is 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 out of line with her reaction, and and so yeah. It was pretty hot, but you know, it was the thing is like after maybe two minutes, it was I was done with it. But I'll tell you, I'll let you know tomorrow <laughs> how it <laughs> how it works out in the end.
0: You'll let us know if you call in sick tomorrow.
1: Right. Well. Yeah. I don't really know why the guy would have had to call in sick. I mean, some people I are probably really sensitive to spicy stuff. My only other guess is, you know, if you're uh, if you're having to uh, go to the restroom and you have some really spicy something on your hands, you probably shouldn't be touching down there. So maybe that was part of it. <laughs> and also, um, the other thing too is, like I said, if it's spicy going in, it's spicy coming out. So maybe that was his problem the next ah. day. He wasn't mm. comfortable. He wasn't comfortable sitting at his desk all day at work, with that going on.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah, but I don't. You, just you know, uh, need to stay close to home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and bless his heart. You know, discretion is the better part of valor in that case.
0: <laughs> well, nobody I mean, else uh,
1: in the office wants to deal with that. Really, I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of touching something spicy and then making poor choices with what you do with your hands, uh, <laughs> Luke tells his. We discovered vegetables in 10th grade story.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great.
0: Uh, it doesn't the, come out of a
1: can? What?
0: With the <laughs> peanut butter and jelly to the face?
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know. I my just...
2: my Andrew Walsh BS detector is going off with this one. Can can that be a true Maybe, story yeah. that some guy just mashed you know his what? sandwich against his face?
1: You know, I, I'm working this job now that I have to work because I have to make a living, right? And unfortunately, it means I have to work with the public a lot. And there's a lot of teenage boys that come into the store because there's a lot of families in the area. And I can tell you, teenage boys are stupid, 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 <laughs> stupid. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all if somebody smashed a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his face to cool down. would not surprise me in the least. They like don't it. make good choices.
0: I could see if it started as eating it to try to get the spice to go away because you know you eat bread,
1: and and then maybe. he just
0: you know maybe he's just eating so fast that it sort of just you know plowed into his face and then migrated <laughs> the up years, to his eyes. <laughs> over the years, that story turns into a peanut butter and jelly right in the eyes.
1: Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah,
0: these I things can see tend Luke to
1: embellishing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Luke doesn't they
1: embellish things, do. things, though, does he?
0: No. Mm.
1: <laughs> no. I don't think he does. <laughs> it's that bowling alley he was going to buy, right?
0: Um, and you put the entire dialogue of this part of the story in your notes. Well, no.
2: I just wrote down all the very best things that Jen said in the course of this little experiment. Because, my God, there were a lot of doozies there. And... I understand were. why Luke asked if she was putting it on for the radio because her reaction was so extreme and she was really swinging wildly from this crying and whimpering and then all of a sudden she would get really aggressive like um <laughs> Yep uh like at the end and she's she's crying and then Darby says well look on the bright side, at least we, you can have the bumper sticker now. And she goes, I will burn that bumper sticker.
1: <laughs> yeah, she went through a whole gamut of emotions on that. It was pretty amazing to hear. The crying and the screaming and the whimpering. Oh, yeah. The, I love that you ruined my Dolly songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, my. It's so good. And when oh. Luke
2: said, Jen, you're being such a baby. And she goes, shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this was a real highlight of their brother sister e relationship. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. That's just what I was thinking. This sums up so much of their relationship in one clip.
2: Yes, and Luke is being so charming about the whole thing, and everybody else oh. is hopping up and down and screaming, and he's telling a story about jalapenos in this very sort of conversational <laughs> way and
1: throwing um, off. Uh, are you trying facts to take our about... minds off of this?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: And he's throwing and out then he random things. admonishes non-facts. them for in-
1: interrupting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he knows what Scovilles are, so good for him.
0: Well, he sort of knows what Scovilles are. <laughs> this is my other note. He says to everyone something like, "You guys, do you know what Scovilles are?" Cuz that was a lot of Scovilles. <laughs> 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 like he understands what they are, but he has no idea how many it is. Well, right. Well, he
1: knows they exist, so that's a that's a big step up, you know. Right,
2: exactly. But he's not capable of putting any of the actual scale ...to attach to how hot
0: it is. (laughs) Right. Well, no. (laughs) Oh, oh, what a great... What a great one. Thank you, Sean.
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, of course. It is a really funny clip. Very funny.
2: I do have one more question, and it's a little bit more of an existential Mm. one, is why eat this if it's so hot... And I was thinking of uh, this quote from George Mallory, who was uh, an explorer who wanted to climb Everest. And when someone asked him, Why do you want to climb Mount Everest? he said, Because it's there. And I was wondering if this was the same sort of thing. But I do have to say that, um, just for context, George Mallory tried to climb Everest three times, and on the third time, he died in like 1924 or something and they didn't discover his body until 1999 so i don't know if i consider that to be a reasonable response i mean is this really why not the best
1: justification this (laughs) well
2: because if it's that hot how can it possibly be enjoyable
1: Oh, it's not. Absolutely not enjoyable. It's like an endurance thing. And it it could be, uh, I don't know, it could be a machismo thing or just a, you know, I do like to, I'll bring in food for my coworkers that I've made or that my husband's made and and, uh, I'll say, try this and say, oh, it's not hot. Because to me, it's really not hot. And they'll just be, you know, running to the water fountain or whatever. (laughs) So I do think that I do think that there is a point where you can have something that's really spicy and it's enjoyable, but this is just one of those things like it's a sadomasochistic endeavor. It's just, it's not enjoyable. I do want to see if I can, yeah, I want (laughs) to see if I can, (laughs) yeah, sounds like fun. I want to see if I can use it in something, but like I said, it doesn't have a flavor profile. It's just hot. That's all it is. It's hot and oily. And, uh, and so... I, I imagine you could add it in very small amounts to something like a chili or something, and it would be just fine. But in and of itself, it's just basically to so you can buy that bumper sticker. Or you can go there with your buddies and say, yeah, I'm going to eat this and you know not sweat or not scream or whatever. Yeah.
0: I, and I, to be clear, so I love hot food, but I also don't love hot just for the sake of heat most of the time. So like I like Frank's Red Hot as a flavor – Added to mm-hmm. things. But I'm not a big Tabasco fan because to me, Tabasco is just the flavor of heat.
1: Yeah, it's just. Um, heat and I and realize neither of those are so that much. hot.
0: Yeah, not that hot in the global scheme of things. I think Frank's has a little more flavor, but like, I don't want hot for just the sake of hot, except the man, because I love barbecue and I'm very <laughs> interested in this whole mystique that it has created for itself. And I got to get me just a little dab of this sludge. <laughs>
1: well. I think that that's the thing. At this point, it's it's an institution. It's sort of like a local legend. So of yep. course you've got to have it. You've got to try it if you're a fan of barbecue. You've got to do it so you can buy the bumper sticker, you know, <laughs> and then have this thing sitting in your fridge for the next five years yeah, until well, you don't like eat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> burns a hole through your fridge and sinks to China. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which, uh, you know, good. We'll
0: get some next time I'm in town, and will if you're listening. Hell pizzas at your house, Aiden can be the referee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I would try it. I don't want my food slathered in it, it. But I would have no problem eating it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you should try if you're curious, you should try it. I'm I'm a big believer and if you if you haven't had something and you want to try it, try it. If you don't like it, then don't ever eat it again. It's fine. Yeah.
0: I'm all for it. We'll do it. But Let not you know
1: before today.
2: we not before we go to karaoke. Bobby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. We don't want to ruin those Dolly songs.
0: <laughs> and this is why you refused to eat me while we were on the show today, because you didn't want to have to leave with like a swollen tongue <laughs> finishing the right. show. I didn't. I
1: didn't. Well, it, I don't think it's going to translate really well. For, if, what we're going to have, we'd have to do is just we'd have to pause, and you guys would have to wait while I while I held an ice cube on my tongue for three minutes, like I did this afternoon.
0: No, no, we won't put you through that yet. But if you All want right. to come back on the show, we yeah. might have to make arrangements.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, well, let's plan that for my follow-up show.
2: Shall we do some housekeeping? We shall housekeeping. Not too much housekeeping tonight, but I do want to make the usual plug for the archive if you would like to help us archive show and archive shows and find some amazing gems like this one please send us an email and Christy will assign you a week the problem that I think we didn't fully consider when we started this archiving gig is that they keep making new shows and so <laughs> it's never going to be possible to finish this so I'm not quite sure what we do about that, but we're always welcome to have more people pitch in and give us some help with that. Uh, you know by now, if you are shopping on Amazon, as we all do, please use our Amazon affiliate link if you'd like to throw a few pennies our way at Little Red Bandwagon uh, slash Amazon. And check out our merchandise page if you need some stuff do we have any long sleeve shirts oh we have the hoodies i'm thinking we're going into fall for those of us who live in the cooler climates you might need uh some tbtl or lrb merchandise with the longer sleeves so yeah. and you never know what new things might pop up so come on over and take a look did
1: you guys get did you guys get the zip up hoodies
0: we're still working on that uh it'll be okay. coming I know. We're all jealous of Christie's zip-up hoodie.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> getting one for
0: sure. Yeah, me too. So those will be on the way. Uh, and speaking of the Amazon link, there will be an Amazon link in the show notes for some restorative shampoo. Uh, <laughs> so if you're looking to try something for that bald spot. I'll make yeah, you sure don't that want to paint it. Because it. it's, yeah, it's not cheap, so i got to think we'll make a good few pennies on the on the baldness shampoo. Good thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can find us at little on the Sten's page occasionally, but much more importantly at little Red on Facebook, the show, Twitter's LRB podcast. Sean, what's the best way for Wagoneers to find you?
1: Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, Sean M. Vale S E A N M. V A L E. I'm on Instagram at Sean.Vale and uh, Sean Vale <laughs> at Twitter, and that's pretty rare. And uh, also Tiny Kitchen Cooking with On, A H N, on YouTube. The Twitter for that is Mr. Blue Events, uh, and that is M R B L U E V E N T S, and that's also on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook is at Mr. Blue on.
0: We've definitely got the plugs down. Whatever you do, don't look for him on DeviantArt.
1: <laughs> Please don't. You can I'm not us. into that milk stuff.
0: <laughs> you can email <laughs> us at littleredbadwagon at gmail.com. Voicemails and texts at eight zero two four three two tbtl It's eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. 432 And with that, and why don't you get us out of here?
2: Until next time, this is The Next Party.
0: And we love you, Jen even when you're a big baby.
1: Nailed it.
3: number sticker <laughs> this is